resident uh, Edmonton uh, bureau executive. Is that the right uh, title for you, Rashak? Yeah, I would like to consider myself the TSN Bureau Chief for all of Western and Central Canada. Well, Bureau Chief. Okay, well, that, that's your title for now. Western and Central Canada. Kinda okay, Kind of makes me your boss. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not going to make a big deal of it, but well, it kind of puts me in charge of let's you. Let's really not kid ourselves on that one, okay? When we, when we talk TV to radio, it's vastly different. Okay. And if, if you were my boss, God, life would be easy. I, I could work an hour a day and I'd feel good. Be awesome. Because <laughs> that's where the standard is, eh? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, uh, well, I was down at the rookie skate today. I can't say the same for some. Okay, so tell what did you unearth at this uh, riveting rookie skate today? <laughs> <laughs> well, if you want to know what my goal for the day was, uh, of course, as people uh, may or may not know, NHL 16 is being released today on uh, PlayStation and Xbox uh, One. And so uh, Connor McDavid's rating is 83 out of 100. Yep. Uh, and uh, he has two of his talent ratings under 70. Body check, or no, not body checking. Shot blocking and fighting are uh, 68 and 66. Hmm. And wow. uh, so I talked to Connor about that today. Hard hitting stuff as usual. And he feels those are both fair ratings. <laughs> We've all seen him fight. Although. I think he, I think he's actually pretty aggressive in his fight. I think he probably deserves a little bit better rating than that, and uh, and shot blocking. So that was the gold you missed from there today. Well, you know it's interesting, uh, Ryan. When I was in uh, Penticton, I was talking uh, to a gentleman who was sitting beside me who actually makes the grades for EA Sports, I know him. Yep. and he is. Uh, we're going to have him on the show this week. He's because I was like, well, so how much goes into that? And he's like, a lot of studying oh, and yeah. film work. Like I was, I, now I don't play uh, EA sports. I don't play the, the video games, but okay. uh, you know, I know about it. I've seen it. You know, a lot of my buddies still play it. And uh, you know, cause I know some players get really fired up about their ranking and they don't think it's fair. And so uh, that's what we're going to talk about is, you know, because they go into a lot of different things and you're right because the ranking takes into account shot blocking. So of course that's going to bring down your overall number when it really has nothing to do with Connor McDavid's skill set. Yes, for sure. Now, um, 83 for Connor as a junior player is pretty high. I mean, he's the highest of all the rookies in the game. And so we should be so. He was okay with that, uh, but yeah, the, the fighting and the shot blocking weren't what they could have been. Mm. Wow, Shaw might get—he might be getting—he's got a lot of fines coming to him in the month of September. This is outstanding. I can't wait. Oh, and we do it all as kind of a catch-up at the end of the month, so it's just—it's kind of a running total because you add, and then you just a one-shot payoff. So it's a—it's uh, much more enjoyable. Much uh, more enjoyable. Hey, Bell Media running your phone line there? What the hell's going on? What are you talking about? I have nothing but great experiences with Bell Media. <laughs> Absolutely none. <laughs> no drop calls about. whatsoever. Yeah, That was entirely human error. It had nothing to do with either uh, my device nor my service. Oh, okay. Perfect. Well, as long, well, I could see it. Considering you actually had your phone on speakerphone once in your pocket, I actually could see that it would be human error. So that's a... <laughs> That's yeah. The, that's the, anyway, Mage- honestly, that. if you want to get Mark Majot laughing, all you have to do is bring up the Ryder shock on the wireless. It doesn't like the Jets could have just lost by 27 touchdowns. The Yankees yeah. could have missed the playoffs the last day of the year, and I guarantee that story makes Majot laugh more well, than any other story. And what happened was I was on a headset. <laughs> 
and my phone was in my pocket. And I was like, honestly, I think I was like folding laundry or something in my, like in my room. I didn't, my, and, and, but what I didn't realize is the headset didn't have a microphone on it. So it was just an audio headset. And so the audio you were getting was from in my pocket. And and to make it better too, you asked if you were on speakerphone. No, I'm not on speakerphone. (laughs) I'm on hands free. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I'm actually quite tech savvy. (laughs) I could, I could be doing this segment from my watch. I have the technology to do this segment from my watch. I actually saw you have one of those new curved watches. I, I yeah, noticed it's that. Different. In, uh, it's, not, it's not the Apple Watch, right. but it's it's the Samsung version of Ooh, it. And it's, well, uh, top I get the... made fun of all the time, but I love it. Mm. Can you can you do interviews with Connor McDavid on your watch? I could. Oh. I absolutely could. It looked a little awkward with my, my, my wrist oh. in his face in the scrum. But... but it'd be easier for you to take selfies between the two of you. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's all sorts of benefits, but yeah. the world isn't ready for people talking on their watches, so I generally don't. No, probably not. Um, uh, a few other things. So the uh, the Bears uh, and the Orders uh, rookies. Was was there any cuts yet from the rookies? Are they uh, are they uh, get, sending some guys back to junior? Any decisions on no, that? No, not not that I know of. They were full complement out there today. Um, other news: We were waiting to see if Greg Chase was going to be healthy to play in the game tomorrow night. He's going to wait and see how he responds to skating today. But he got banged up at the rookie tournament, so it's been a bit of a tough start to the camp for him. You don't want to take an injury early like that. Uh, so we're not sure if Chase is going to be available to play or not. Um, so those were sort of the two bits of news. And uh, Miraz obviously is not playing. Uh, he is out with the uh, the hand injury. Yeah. He'll be out for uh, for a few weeks, so he misses the uh, the first week of training camp. Not a great start. Uh, for him, uh, you don't want to get behind the eight ball uh, whatsoever. I guess the only good news well, is when it's a hand injury, at least you can keep uh, skating and stuff. Yeah, for sure. The, and the problem with this is this is really Todd McClellan's opportunity to get um, a look at these guys. Uh, because once they go down, I mean, the head coach of the NHL team rarely sees the minor league team play. So this is an opportunity for the, them to get some exposure to a new head coach for him to get a sense for the way they play the game and how they play the game, um, and for him to get eyes on these guys so that later in the year when it's time to start talking about who comes up, um, and the head coach does have a say in that. It's not all just the GM or the, or the coach in the minors. They don't have the – he doesn't have the experience with these guys. So that, that's one of the reasons why it's really tough for these guys to get hurt and, and with a new head coach is you want to be able to show what you can do to the head coach of the big club. So, you know, these guys will both be frustrated. They're both gamers. They both want to play. And uh, being out a few weeks for Miraz in particular, well, you're starting to push the regular season, and now you're uh, you're not getting a chance to play for him at all. Ryan Ashog from uh, TSN, the uh, Bureau Chief for Western and Central Canada, uh, joins us on the uh, program <laughs> <be good>. today. <laughs> Yeah, well, I like well, well, asked for a raise. Yeah, That's a lot of responsibility uh, to hear you say it, it like de- that. It definitely seems like you have a, a lot of uh, responsibility for <laughs> sure. Uh, a few stories around the NHL, uh, Ryan. Uh, I'm, I'm sure you've heard it. Uh, Nelson and the New York Islanders. Uh, supposedly yeah, the owners wow. come down. He got till Thursday to get a contract, or you're not going to play all year. We'll see if he actually adheres to that. And the other one is Jonathan Huberdeau uh, still doesn't have a contract. Yeah, and it's funny. These young guys... Um coming out of entry level, and you wonder if, uh, boy, the owners threw a bit of a wrench into this because they signed three guys right out of entry level to big contracts, long-term contracts, um, and yet uh, these guys, I think a lot of them sort of feel like they, they deserve to get paid out of these entry-level deals. But with the way the CBA is, these are the players who get punished by the CBA. These are the ones who, out of entry level, 
They don't have arb rights. They don't have much in the way of rights. The agent can do the best they possibly can, but at the end of the day, if you don't have the right to go in front of an arbitrator and state your case, you pretty much have to take what they're offering. Now, the risk is that when it's time for a little give and take, they're going to say, forget it. Remember back when you had me over the barrel? Why would I give you a break right now? So, um, interesting, these players that are important players in these organizations, but these organizations with the cap the way it is and the economy the way it is, they feel like they want to play hardball with these guys while they can. And so they damage relationships, but they'll save some money. Um, Anders Lee is a good example. They, uh, same thing with the Islanders. They basically have the same situation, and he ended up having to come back on basically his qualifying offer. He shot the lights out and got a, a huge contract the following year. So they're wanting their guys to uh, to have to come and earn it. Which, you know what, and I, I don't have an issue with that, right? I, I look at, uh, you know, Brock Nelson. He had a pretty good season, uh, no doubt. But goals, yeah. Yeah, um, he, he's a guy who they're going to look and say, okay, was that one year? Was it, uh, you know, did he did he have the breakout season and now will he continue it? Or was it a breakout season and uh, now we're not sure? Because, you know, it's, it's 40 points, which is nice, but, you know, it's I, I don't see how he could be commanding. Like, he made $2.8 million, uh, unless he him and his agent are saying, you know what, this is just a stepping stone. But when you go back and look at this guy's numbers, he had 25 goals once in the American League. And, you yeah. know, 28, a point-a-game guy at the, at the university, which is still pretty good, but he doesn't project anywhere that suggests guarantee that he suddenly becomes a 60-point NHL player. Yeah, I would agree with that. And, uh, I mean, the agent talked a little bit about some of the comparables. Um, and, you know, if and I don't have the list right in front of me here, who the agent was talking about. I'm just trying to call it up as we talk, but they're guys that are a little bit, maybe a little bit more established. What he is, is he's a six foot three, 20 goal score. Well, one time, 20 goal scoring center, right? There is value in that big center that can score goals. Second line center on some teams, third line center on a good team. And there's value in that. But unfortunately the way it's written and, and if, Darth Snow, and I mean, if you read the article that Arthur Staples posted, I mean, they haven't heard from him in six weeks. Like, Darth Snow made a qualifying offer, they rejected it out of hand, and they have not talked since. Like, it's not just not going well, it's not going at all. There's no contact happening between the two sides. So, now, anytime he, an agent, and it's Ron Salser, I mean, he's sort of trying to go through the media now and state his case through the media to let people know, hey, this we're not being treated fairly, um, but oof, they're not even talking at all. So we called them yesterday, haven't heard back yet. And here camp opens in two days. Talk about playing hardball with a pretty good young player. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of, do you think the owner stays true to his word if the deal's not done Thursday, that Nelson does not play for the Islanders this year? Yeah, I would, I would think so. I think if he doesn't, he's, they're going to look foolish. I mean, if you want to stomp your fist, slam your fist down on the table and say, this is the way we do it no matter what, and then you don't, I think that looks pretty silly. So this is a good player, but he's not a franchise player. So I could see them definitely, um, yeah, I could see them definitely sticking to it. And it would be hard for the organization, but if that's the way they feel like they need to do business. I mean, being out the whole year is pretty, uh, I mean, that's a pretty strong punishment for a guy. Um but so what do you do if you're the agent do you is there any way you even chance that 
or do you phone him back and say, okay, boys, we'll take your qualifying offer, but the second this guy gets a chance to be gone from this organization, he's gone if you're going to treat him this way. So, yeah, we'll sign your stinking qualifying offer, and we'll see you at camp, but we'll remember this. And that might be what they have to do. It will be uh, interesting. Uh, it's kind of caught under the the wire that the you know the RFA guys uh, unsigned, but as it gets closer, now people start to to think about it uh, a little There'd bit be more. Lots of interest in him out there too, though, right? I mean, yeah, if they can trade him. There'd be lots of interest in that player. I think out on the market, six foot three, twenty goal scoring center. Oh, for sure. I I think the Islanders with the with the progress they made last year, though. Um, I I don't. I really think they want to keep him. It's just a matter sure. of. Uh, you know, does does he want to be be kept? And I get guys want to get paid, but you know, you had a forty point season, and I twenty goals. Yes, twenty goals is good in today's NHL. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. Um, to, to me, uh, they, they obviously have to be asking for something kind of ridiculous because, like, a three point five million dollar contract for him seems completely fair. Yeah. Now, did Strom play center for a lot of last year as well in his uh, early on in his career? Is he playing center for them, or have they moved him to the wing? I mean, they've. You know, they've got Tavares down the middle. They've got Strom down the middle. They've got Franz Nielsen down the middle. They have Anders Lee down the middle. They've got Brock Nelson. They've got him as well. So I'm not sure if all these guys didn't watch enough Islander games to know exactly who played where, but they're also in a position where it looks like they've got some decent depth down the middle, especially if they expect Ryan Strom to take a step at center. I mean, he was still 50 points last year, which is pretty good for a younger guy. So maybe they're looking at it going, we, we don't really need to overpay this guy right now. We've got other guys that can do what he's doing. Well, it's a valid point for sure. You look, They do have strength down the middle, and um, you, you don't want to just lose it, but uh, when you do have the opportunity to use it against you, or I guess use it for you in negotiations, you will. Uh, I I think uh, you know this story coming out today is the owners trying to put pressure on Nelson and uh, and his agent to say, hey, you know what, this is our team rule. And uh, we abide by it. Now they haven't. It's never been tested before, so uh, we'll see what happens if they actually don't sign him. But then all of a sudden, on October first, you know what? Uh, they realize the trade offers aren't very good because everybody knows. Well, according to your rule, you're not going to play him. That uh, you know, I wonder if that changes their mind. Yeah, yeah, maybe I guess. But I mean, they as as Staple says here in his article, um, you know, they did the same thing with Anders Lee last year. And he ended up taking his qualifying offer. Uh, that's that's there was no negotiation. He was in the exact same spot. So uh, I don't know. I guess Charles just wants to throw down the gauntlet and empower his general manager in negotiations. So it's tough to do that and then turn around and go back on it. Yeah, no, that's fair. And the difference is like, maybe maybe he's learning from uh, past mistakes on uh, giving guys uh, big contracts too early doesn't work out. Yeah, I mean it's got to be the right guys. Uh, it's got to be guys that that for the first few years of the deal maybe are overpaid, but that you're completely confident will be underpaid for the back half. And is that Brock Nelson? I don't think so. Um, so, yeah, we'll see what they do. But the Islanders took a step last year. The last thing they need to do is start shooting themselves in the foot by not bringing back all of the assets they can. Bureau Chief, have yourself a, a good day. We will uh, chat with you uh, tomorrow. As the okay, Oilers buddy. and the Bears rookie game uh, goes tomorrow night at Rexall, tickets still available for that. Uh, should be a big, big crowd, and uh, young McDavid will be playing tomorrow. Sounds good. We'll talk tomorrow, bud.